Welcome to the Dating Stories Podcast. I'm B And I'm Joe. Together we have a lot of dating experience. And we're not alone, so it's time to start sharing. In each episode, we invite real daters to tell us about their creepy, juicy, embarrassing, or simply epic true dating stories. Whether you're single, ready to mingle, or it's complicated, tune into the Dating Stories podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you cast your pots. Enjoy listening. Hello, everyone. Hi, Joe. Hello. This is our seventh episode and it's a bit of a special one because we don't have a guest with us. No. But we're actually not sad about it. No, nothing amazing or nothing extraordinary happened. It's not like someone pulled out last minute. We decided not to have a guest, didn't we? Yes, and I think we kind of announced it already in the previous episode a little bit. We did indeed because it's time. It's time to start sharing, sharing our own story. Exactly. And it's time for your story oh my God. today. Are you nervous about it? Well, I've told this story many times and you'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy to share it here too. And I hope that I can help some women out there who might have gone through the same things. So yeah, I'm very much okay to share it. Let's Great. put it that way. Happy even that I Excellent. can. Excellent. So maybe you can start by telling us how you are currently in love, in life, in general? Yes, happy to do so. So yeah, actually at this stage, I'm uh, very happy because I met a wonderful guy. I'm really in love and we've been with each other already for three years. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. I'm really happy that I met him. I think I was a bit of a witness of the very start of the relationship <laughs> without me knowing there was anything going on. Yet. <laughs> it was a little bit secret in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been single for a couple of years, I think in total, maybe five years. So, yeah, I've had my dating experiences. I met a few guys and before I was in LTRs. LTRs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we would ask this because actually <laughs> I was listening to another podcast this week and they just mentioned LTR and I said, hey, I don't know that abbreviation. So it's long-term relationships. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so Another acronym that has emerged. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, I was in a 16-year relationship uh, when I was very young. I started very young, I mean, and then we broke up and, and I met someone else and I was with him for three to four years. So that's a bit it about uh, the past, let's say. So if I understand it correctly, you left a three-year relationship after a 16-year TLR, LTR? <laughs> LTR, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's the situation I was in. And yeah, maybe I can tell something more about that, that breakup mm -hmm. uh, because that will also give the context for my, for my story. story. And my story that I will share with the listeners is one of the reasons I started this podcast. It was a trigger for, yeah, yeah, for starting this. Because you told me about it. Yeah. yeah. And also your story. Yeah. yeah, those two stories, definitely, I said like, okay, I think it's important to share. So, but before I'll dive into that story, I can maybe explain a little bit how I was feeling at that moment in life. And that was actually indeed after the breakup with a guy that I was with for uh, three to four years. And that was a very heavy breakup. And I think it had to do with the fact that, yeah, it was rather quickly after the 16-year relationship breakup. So two heavy breakups in a mm, short period of time. Yeah. It's a lot for a person to handle, you could say. And so I actually moved to Singapore for this guy. So from Amsterdam or Belgium? Yeah, from Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. We met in Amsterdam and we said like the first 
person that finds a job opportunity abroad, the other one will follow mm, because we both had nice. the intention and had the ambition to to move uh, beyond Amsterdam. Yeah. So he found a job in Singapore. I had a few assignments abroad too, in Turkey and in, and in Sydney. Yeah? But after those assignments, I said like, hey, yeah, I'll definitely follow you. That's also what I want. So followed him and uh, was happy to be in Singapore and to be with him. But actually from the beginning, I already felt that uh, something was wrong. And then You mean before you moved? Or the when moment you that arrived I arrived in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, when I arrived in Singapore. Yeah, looking back on it, he had actually already made up his mind. He kind of had already taken a decision. And the only thing that he did then there was, I think it wasn't completely sure, was still testing. Testing if mm. I was, you know, if I really loved him. And But he didn't test it in an explicit way, but in an implicit way. So he actually never involved me in his thinking process. Mm. I just felt that uh, he was drifting away, but not being really clear about it. And for me, it was like, no, this can't go wrong. I want to stay in this relationship. And I'm very stubborn holding on to it. But yeah, it got worse and worse. But he didn't take a decision. He wasn't clear on like, okay, I'm going to, to end this relationship. Why do you think he didn't? Well, might be a strange reason, but I'm pretty sure that it was one of the reasons, I think, that he didn't want to be in a financially bad negotiation position. Wow. Yeah. I really think so. And okay, it's not the only thing, I think, that he didn't want to take the decision himself because, of course, then it doesn't look good on you uh, mm -hmm. if you're the one. So, But those two things, really, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, so yeah, and, and also a few examples that I can give up. At the end of the relationship, when I kissed him, he spit on the ground because he, he thought my lipstick was disgusting. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a bit extreme. Uh, if I think about it now, yeah. it's terrible, but yeah. And also holding hands he didn't want to do, or when we went out with friends, he was really not at all sweet or nice to me, having fun all the time, but completely, yeah, leaving ignoring me. Ignoring you. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah ignoring. Of it. So pretty bad, and, and me then, uh, the stupid one, you could say, trying to keep holding on to that relationship. Yeah, it was really not healthy. Yeah. Sounds quite draining as well if it went on for... It sounds like it went on longer than it should have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the reason or how we then split up, at a certain point I was calling my sister and uh, she said like, hey, I dreamt about you and I dreamt that you were seeing a, a psychologist. Oh, you have well, to see one. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. And, and uh, I also felt that something was really wrong and I didn't, you know, couldn't grasp it and couldn't uh, work it out. So I called a therapist and that person that I had on the line, he or she, I don't remember. She said like, okay, but you don't need to see me. You need to see a relationship therapist. And I advise both of you to go there together. Yeah. Uh, and I did tell him that. And I said, okay, this is really what I want still us to do. Mm -hmm. And he did. So he did do that. But okay, in that meeting with, with the psychologist, he was uh, not uh, reacting at all. He was just sitting there in the couch. The therapist, he said like, I want to see both of you alone. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to see uh, him alone. And I see that it's not his idea to be here. But uh, he said, look, I advise you very much to come and see me, but it's up to you to decide. So you call me. And then he said to me also, and I advise you also to see me separately. Mm -hmm. And did you both? I did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then afterwards he told me also, he said like, look, I told him that uh, he needs to take a decision because I see that he's not taking the decision and it's killing you. You're wow. actually yeah. slowly uh, dying and he has to do something. And uh, it was true. I was really in a, in a, not in a good shape. And um, not like I've ever been in my entire life. I've always been a very optimistic and uh, 
cheerful that's person. That's how I know you, happy yeah. and cheerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that stage was really difficult moment in my life and then he told me and I will help you to be an independent woman because you're clearly afraid to be alone wow uh, was that the case and I think he was spot on and I was so angry with this guy but actually so you mean you were angry at the counselor because it was his idea or he suggested to to your ex that he should make the decision to yeah, split up absolutely wow. yeah thanks think? for making it more clear <laughs> <That's> all right <laughs> do you still think that way now Do you still feel angry about it? No, not at all. I'm no. so happy because yeah. he was so spot on. I didn't want to acknowledge it at that time that it was better for my life to just yeah. uh, break away from this guy. It was not at all okay. And without the psychologist, I don't think that we would have broken up. Yeah. Wow. Or it would have taken much more time. So, okay. So, anyway, th the reason why I'm telling all of this is just nice to share and to talk Give about. Give a bit of context because yeah. in the end, that's not the story. That's no. the main story of the podcast. Indeed. Because the podcast wouldn't be a podcast if you didn't have a crazy dating story. Right? Absolutely. So there the crazy dating story goes. Just the only thing I wanted to add is that, yeah, at that stage, I was really so down that uh, I really didn't feel okay so it was a heavy breakup i always refer to that moment and that period in my life that i was numb inside i think everything was so hurt and so broken that i was in a stage that i couldn't feel anymore it was as if everything was yeah i was really so deeply sad mm. and lost a bit hope in mankind in life humanity yeah yeah even at that stage yeah. I, i even had a friend who said like hey think you're depressed and I'm like no way I'm not depressed I've never <laughs> been depressed and I will never be depressed but okay I do remember a moment that I was in the plane of, on my way from Singapore to Amsterdam and then I thought if this plane crashes then I don't care wow, because yeah, there's that's serious thoughts yeah. serious right so that was really the stage I was in so I needed some recovery clearly mm -hmm. eh? numb inside also a bit like if you try to hurt me now just try nothing can hurt no. me anymore bring it on yeah bulletproof so in that situation, you also ask yourself, like, what are you going to do with your life? It's completely disrupted, of course. You think that you're going to marry, have babies. And and then you, you find yourself alone in, in a strange country. In right? a strange country, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, there I was. And the first thing that was maybe also nice to see is that from family and friends back home in Belgium then, where I hadn't lived for a couple of years, mm -hmm. I said, like, hey, this is time to come back home and we love you and we'll take care of you and so on. That was really nice to see. Also from work, back in Brussels, uh, my previous manager, he said, like, hey, you can, you know, come back and I'll give you a job. So I really had the possibility to go back and it could have been a good choice or a warm choice. But um, actually, I said, like, hey, it's not because this loser is deciding for me mm -hmm. that I have to have let him decide about the rest of my life. I didn't want to go back to Strong Belgium. Strong women power. Because yes. it's a very natural decision, I think, when we feel down, we want to go back to our roots and feel safe and be around people that we know and that know us and Absolutely. can comfort us. Indeed. So it's a, I think it's a big decision to say, I'm staying here. Yeah, and it felt good because I had something like, someone else is controlling my life here mm. and I wanted to also be abroad and, and I didn't want to necessarily go back to Belgium and and it felt really like okay it's going to be difficult because you have to start all over again here in a country where you don't know anyone but uh, it felt like hey I'm in control of my life nice. in a way again so yeah. I'm staying and taking the tough decision but just uh, going for it it's at least my decision 
And so, yeah, so I did. And, and, you know, I started making friends and I had already a few friends and really one of those friends, a single, perpetual single lady. <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, we are going to help you. You are part of our gang now and we are going to make sure you'll be fine. Nice. It really felt really great. And yeah, yeah. there was also there were great parts to uh, definitely to this story. And, um, and so, yeah, I started going out a little bit trying to make new friends and uh, of course from time to time she really had to drag me along and stuff and there was one night and here is uh, where the uh, <laughs> where the fat story where starts the fat story <laughs> starts hang on listeners <laughs> so uh, it's uh, coming it's <laughs> coming stand by yeah. <laughs> haven't heard anything yet <laughs> <laughs> and so um, there was this museum night in uh, in Singapore so museums were open in the evening and at night time and there were DJs playing everywhere really nice creative vibe going on so a really cool evening and it, we ended up in a museum having a drink and and at a certain point the waiter he says ah there's a the dj who wants to offer you a drink as in to all the ladies or you specifically to me Ooh. can you believe it and i was really like seriously this has never happened to me in my life before <laughs> how do i need to react to this what do you do in this situation just say yes user. thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was overthinking already and uh, indeed i said yeah, yeah why not <laughs> and then he uh, joined us uh, afterwards and uh, we had a little chat and we exchanged numbers and yeah from one thing came the other and uh, actually we started dating mm -hmm. so um, me with the dj <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a bit laughing about it because I think it's also important to mention that part. Yeah, a handsome guy, a Singaporean guy, Chinese background, handsome. He was also a model in his free time and uh, a wanted single person in uh, Singapore, I found out afterwards. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, full-time DJ, so completely different life than mine. Wasn't in a corporate job like me. It was a different life and uh, also a bringing. Uh, he lived a big part of his life in the U.S., had a nice American accent. <laughs> I was really good with words, by the way, uh, but completely different life. And I think actually also that that was maybe the reason why um, we started dating and we continued in our story together because I felt that that was probably not someone where I would build a long, long-term relationship with. Him. So you, you weren't going to get attached because he was incompatible yeah. with your lifestyle. I think that was yeah. also uh, playing a part. Yeah. I think it was just less less dangerous yeah. was uh, it a conscious choice at the time or is this a reflection you made in hindsight um i think it was semi-conscious at the time but um i was very clear about my expectations towards the relationship uh, i said from the beginning to him like look i'm going through very rough and a tough time so i'm not at all in a good state mm -hmm. so i probably can't offer that much i can't commit basically yeah. I just need time to recover also. And I said, but okay, you know, the only thing that I ask you is that if ever you meet someone, you know, that can offer more than I can, let me know. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, so uh, play open card. And play open yeah. card and uh, and I won't uh, hold it against you or I won't have any issues with it, but just tell me. Eh? So I, I thought like, hey, let's, let's just cl be clear because I, as I said, I was numb inside. I couldn't feel that much. So mm -hmm. I also th owed him that explanation i thought so you told him that from the start yeah yeah very clearly so you had and he how did you react when you said uh, you can if you meet someone else just let me know uh, to be honest i don't remember mm. i think he was okay because otherwise i would have remembered it or didn't say that much about it i think indeed but i do remember that i was very clear about it and um actually he also in the end then became a little bit my 
buddy because it was it was nice to have him around and for example when you come home from from work and uh, he, I told him everything he was always interested in all my uh, stories although he didn't know any colleague in person he knew them all he knew all the names he knew all the stories and I had to tell everything always in detail he was yeah. very very interested in my stories <laughs> strangely enough because it's not like that much happened in my life but he had also a very extrovert job so for him it was just relaxing to be able to listen and to just hear the n- normal stories mm-hmm. maybe yeah. and he also told me like yeah I have a very special life not at all your kind of life and you keep me grounded yeah interesting yeah, yeah. I think also his upbringing was uh, rather rough, uh, so very, uh, I think, a tormented soul, I kind Mm. of uh, realized. And so uh, difficult situation at home. They sent him all the way to the U.S. and he was sent to his his aunt because he wasn't uh, an easy kid to handle and so on. Yeah, so so yeah. a specific personality, <laughs> but, but we got you along. kept him grounded. I kept him yeah. grounded. We got along in our, even if we were very different. And yeah, for my birthday, there was a little cake with a little candle. So I got attention. I got nice. yeah, a good conversation and we, we were laughing quite a bit. So um, were yeah. you going out and about as a couple? Did you meet friends? Did you meet each other's family? I mean, obviously for you, your family's in Belgium, so that may have been different. Yeah, no, not not really, actually. Okay, my friends knew him, I, he knew friends of mine, but uh, not more than that. And actually, I knew a few of his friends, but very, very limited. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's indeed, clearly, you would say, a red flag, but as such, I was also not looking for anything yeah. more. So, uh, And, well, I went to his house. Uh, he was actually living at home, which is not... And exceptionally in Singapore. So you met the parents? Well, I never met the parents. Okay. So it really was, first of all, a huge house. But apart from that, at the same time, they were never there. I never heard voices, noises. Mm. It's really, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit also sometimes cold, cold uh, house. Yeah. yeah. A lot of helpers, yeah, they were cleaning after him, but um, no relatives. No warm uh, welcome. <laughs> no, we no, want to no. get to know Absolutely who this no. person is that's uh, accompanying our son. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> not at all. He also said that he didn't have the best relationship with his parents, well, at least not that much with his dad. But yeah. he was still talking. And, uh, and uh, But okay, anyway. So yeah, so no, I didn't meet them. Didn't meet too many of his friends. Um, but yeah, okay. I think at a certain point I got a little bit better and maybe also starting to ask myself a little bit questions like, oh, I remember this guy, maybe it's time to, you know, to, to, yeah, to be honest with yourself, honest to him and also, you know, break up. And I tried at one stage, but he was very, very persistent. No. And he really, uh, yeah, he organized a staycation in Singapore. Uh, yeah. Tried to convince me differently again, which I, at that moment, I said, well, okay, well, let's, uh, let's continue for yeah. another so couple of weeks. So it sounds like he cared more than you did. Well, I wouldn't call it maybe caring, but there was mm. something that was... Triggering him or yeah, kept him interested in yeah. having you around. Yeah, yeah. indeed. You were his muse. Yeah, maybe <laughs> keeping him grounded part yeah. was uh, for his sanity important. So maybe mm-hmm. that was it. Uh, so uh, I was starting to, st- to fe- start feeling a little bit again like, hey, uh, let me consider my future. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there is still a future in this world. And I was getting a little bit better, I think. And um, at a certain moment, uh, I came home. And, um, and when I opened Facebook, I noticed that there was a message uh, popping up and it said, do you miss my cock? What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the language, but seriously. And I thought like, who's writing that to me? Yeah. So it was in your messenger. Yeah, it was messenger. And I was, 
I said like, what's this? And then I started looking and then that's when I realized it was not my Facebook, but it was his Facebook. Oh no. So he sent it to someone. He sent it to someone and he used to, well, he used to use my uh, my laptop. And so he didn't log out. And then of course uh, it opened his Oops. account. Yeah. Indeed. And I realized, I said, but wait, this is him. But who is he chatting with? So you were alone at home at that time. I was alone. Yeah. So you had the time to read. And yeah. I didn't expect him home. So I had the time mm. to read. And this is also what I did. I said, like, I, I want to know too, yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I started looking into the conversation and then I saw it was it was sent to uh, a Filipino lady. And the vibe of the conversation was a little bit frustrated by the girl. So she was mm. like, no, I don't want to see you anymore. It was from his side, very pushy. And very much on the sexual uh, side. And then I also saw a conversation with a um, Russian lady. But there the conversation, the vibe was different there. She was really enjoying the little bit of teasing that he was doing. And, mm -hmm. and, and when I scrolled uh, down the conversation, I also saw that uh, he mentioned, so I'll be meeting you soon. And something about a weekend where they are meeting up. And I said, but that weekend we were already together. So mm. how come that they were meeting up? And then I realized that it was the weekend that he told me that he was going to fly to Russia mm. for a wedding. Wow. He said that he was meeting one of his buddies from university who was getting married mm. and that he was invited for a weekend. But actually, that wasn't true. really wasn't true. No. Yeah. So the only thing that the guy was doing was flying to Russia to his Russian fuck buddy. Seriously. So wow. a full weekend, only that, and it's even worse. I picked him up from the airport when he came wow. back. Yeah. Can you just imagine that you do that an entire weekend yeah. and then just able to lie in yeah, someone's face? Happened. Yeah. So what was your first reaction when you read those messages? Okay, it's a couple of years ago, of course, <laughs> but I remember that I was completely flabbergasted and mm. shocked. Who is this guy? And okay, in hindsight, you could say, I mean, how many red flags do you need, right? He's a DJ and he's, uh, and he was already also saying it, that he had a lot of girlfriends already. But I was also thinking about the conversation that I had with him and where I said, like, look, you know, in the end, if you meet someone else, yeah, just let, let me know. know. Yeah. yeah, Which so, you clearly uh, didn't. No, absolutely and no not. intention to. No intention. And no. in the end, I realized that there were a lot of girls when he was with me. It just was nonstop. I remember buying concert tickets for him, a DJ festival in uh, Singapore. I wasn't able to go and I'll also there. So, so even me buying tickets, even me collecting them from the airport, that wasn't a reason not to lie anymore. So I think we, well, I'm pretty sure a pathological liar. Mm. So that's what he is, what he was. And that's what I started realizing. So for me, it was definitely a shock. Uh, uh, finding that out yeah and and yeah definitely because again this entire world of dating at that time was completely new for me i was very naive in relationships uh, and for example having the conversation about are we uh, well maybe not naive in relationships because you did have two very long term relationships naive in dating because it was all new and you had no clue indeed yeah, yeah so that's a better way to put it so a bit of a reality check on the dating scene <laughs> <laughs> a, a pretty brutal one yeah. <laughs> so um that's how uh, that's how i discovered and and what did you do with all that information because my first reaction would be i'm gonna confront him yes i i very much also had that reaction mm -hmm. i thought like you beep 
liar. <laughs> I just want to so put it in your face that I discovered this. And, and, uh, and I actually really felt the urge to do that because whenever there was something, he was always so much convincing about other things and about he was a very smooth talker and was always able to, to give reasons for his acting or his behavior. Okay, I probably need to also be very smart about it. Um, so yeah, so, but I definitely had the, the feeling like, hey, I need to you know, just confront this guy uh, with these facts and I orchestrated the, <laughs> the entire thing. So um, yeah, I decided- What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to, uh, to meet up with him to go again to his place, which is his parents' place. Mm -hmm. So as such, I was pretty safe there. Yeah. And there were a lot of helpers. And to be honest, he was never... Violent. Yeah, violent. Uh, so, so I could... Uh, um, so I went to his place, but I thought, okay, let's, let's just confront him with the facts. I just want to see his reaction. I just mm -hmm. want to... Because this one, you can't get away with can't this one. Can't talk yourself out of that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So I arrived at his place and, uh, and then something else happened so what i arrived do you mean something <laughs> else happened i arrived in his uh in his bedroom so his place so unannounced you got to the house no uh no no i said that i would be uh, i would be coming okay. over and i saw a used condom lying next to his bed no way i swear no way <laughs> and i was like what the hell and then his reply he said like Yeah, but you know how uh, guys also want to play with themselves from time to time. So and in order not to make it dirty, no. uh, I, I just used a, used a condom and it's not what you think. And I said, are you uh. seriously? <laughs> no, I look like I'm stupid. Of course, this is not true what you're saying. And, and I know much more about you. I know that all the rest that you've been telling me is all a big fat lie and that you've been going to Russia your fuck buddy with, uh, instead yeah. of to a wedding and i mean i put it in his face and he was really really shocked he didn't know what to say and he lost wasn't for words for he lost once. yeah <laughs> and lost control of the situation and i it actually to be honest it felt good <laughs> <laughs> and he tried you know to to explain and then i said but seriously i just know everything but you so didn't tell him how you knew well yeah, i told i told okay. him that i knew yeah. Uh, yeah, so and, no uh, way back for him. i also told him like and uh, you know what i'm going to do until the very last day that i live here in singapore i'm going to make sure that everyone knows about wow. this story <laughs> and did you <laughs> oh yeah i told it to all my friends okay i didn't publish it on newspapers <laughs> or whatever but i just didn't withhold myself from telling it and sharing it with friends yeah so that's what i definitely did and by the way when i told it to my girlfriends mm. they didn't really react like okay you're, so you're now saying sort of expecting it um, not expecting but more like yes yeah, so we all have our stories mm, and that yeah. was for me maybe no i wouldn't say as shocking but also very shocking eye that opening. I'd, yeah eye-opening okay and i thought like wow so this is reality not, yeah this is reality this yeah. is normal uh, so it was more like this happens and you know move on Like uh, we all have our stories and so on. So that was really like, oh, wow. So this is dating. This, this is dating is life. <laughs> this <laughs> is it. Better get used to it. Wow. <laughs> and what kind of cocoon did I live for those many, many years? Yeah. And uh, this is reality. So yeah, pretty shocking indeed. <laughs> But that's the thing. When you don't hang out with single people or you're not single yourself, you don't share these stories. No. True. It's a very different dynamic when it you is. find yourself single and you yeah. suddenly start talking about it. But yeah, I was... Uh, 
confronted with dating life in a brutal way, mm. at least that you can say. <laughs> so looking back on it, you said you really enjoyed having him around at the beginning. He listened to you. You sort of were maybe not compatible, but at the same time giving each other what you needed maybe in that point, at that point in life. Do you regret meeting him or having spent time with him? Oh, that's a good question. But um, do I regret spending time with him? I think, well, I'm actually happy that I found this Facebook message mm. because he was such a good liar that I think I really had to have the facts black and white in order to be able to discover it. Mm. He would always have been able to convince me that it was not Talk, true. Yeah, so he's, I mean, it, yeah. it's the first time that I really met someone who's so good at lying. If that wouldn't have happened, yeah, in the end, I should have ended that relationship uh, more quickly. And if you made up your mind and you said like, okay, this is uh, this is not okay to, to stick to that decision. I think that's maybe one thing that I regretted I should have done. On the other hand, it is true that Yeah, the context was that I was really down and I was really not feeling okay. And he was my buddy mm, during a yeah. couple of months. He also helped me get over... Uh, the other guy. Yeah, the <laughs> other guy. Or helped me get through a really tough, really the saddest part of my life. Mm. He just made it a little lighter. Yeah. So to that extent, I'm yeah, maybe even a bit grateful to him mm. for that yeah. part. So maybe a question that you usually ask to the guests, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you the question today. Would you have done anything differently if you could go back in time and start all over? Um, I think that um, I think it's very important after a breakup to get help mm -hmm. and to not try to solve everything yourself. And I think that I might have done that a little bit too little. And, um, so a counselor or a therapist, you mean? No, yeah, indeed. That's maybe one thing that I might have done, uh, should have done, or would have done differently. Um, yeah, the story itself. Well, as I said, okay, in the end, it also helped me a little bit. It is maybe yeah, a memorable story, but as such, it didn't hurt me that much. Mm. Like I was hurt after the uh, LTR. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have feelings for him? Yeah, good question. And that was the main topic of the previous episode with Julie. I think at the end, because it was in the end six to nine months mm -hmm. even that we were together, so my, a long rebound. <laughs> <laughs> so did I develop feelings? I think that at the end I got attached to him. Yeah. yeah. What would you say your main takeaways are? What advice would you give to the listeners? Um, first of all, I think at the moment itself or my lesson learned was, of course, that it was a brutal way of getting to know the real dating life, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a brutal way, but it was a lesson learned that this is reality and that you have to, you know, be a bit more attuned to this. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot from it at that time. With a little bit more, um, a little bit more on hindsight, I think that um, I lost hope in men maybe mm -hmm. at that stage. Uh, I did feel that I was starting to really lose faith in, faith men. in yeah. men. yeah, And that is maybe something, uh, a lesson learned also that I want to share with our listeners. That, um, yeah, this is still an exception, right? I think we have stories like this. You also have completely crazy stories. But in the end, there are really good 
guys out there. So try to refrain from men bashing. And mm. at a certain moment in time, I started really not believing in the fact that they were good men. And I was not maybe even giving them a chance mm. anymore. So that's also a lesson learned that that is something uh, you have to be careful about. And um, it is an exception what happened to me. The guy is sick eh, to to uh, to a certain extent. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say, but that's the truth. And I I really wanted to understand why. I said like, but why and how can you lie so mm. so much and and why? Because I was clear from the beginning, right? Why didn't he tell you? Yeah. Because you would have been okay if he just told you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the big why question, and I was, and actually that's also something like just drop it, right? Don't, don't, don't dwell on it. Yeah, don't dwell on it or try to understand it. In the end, this guy, as I said, is sick and needs probably five psychologists to help him. Mm. So you won't figure it out, and you will definitely not fix it. No. Right? And he probably doesn't know himself why he has this behavior. Yeah. That, that's that's it. Eh? So yeah, you can read about it and you can try to understand pathological liars, which I did. But at a certain moment, you just need to, to stop and just say like, okay, move on. This is him. Let it go. And yeah. let it go and concentrate on you and on your future. And don't let it influence your faith in men, as I said, too much. So yeah. Yeah, yeah quite a, a few lessons learned. Yeah. Lessons learned. Good lessons. <laughs> yeah. And now you're going to ask me my key takeaways are. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And usually I ramble on and I have at least two and maybe more. But today I'm just going to say I completely agree with you. I think it's important not to lose faith. And it's very easy to do so. If you go to similar experiences or bad experiences, especially one after the other. Mm -hmm. But I'm very grateful that you're now happy with a man that (gasps) you deserve and that deserves you. Wow. I'm I'm really a lucky person. I'm so happy. Yeah. And so is he. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's sweet. No, absolutely. So look at my uh, story. Indeed, in the end, I I, I met someone. Uh, yeah, really great. So yeah, it it does happen, and it uh, and it will happen to all of us. There is hope, uh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So but you too. You also said like, okay, just be careful about not being too negative and losing faith in men. Yeah. D- did you experience that yourself? I did, and I think I'll I'll expand on that in the next episode. But that was my first reaction. Oh, really? How will I ever still trust a guy? Yeah. After my story, which I'll share. But I went back on the dating scene quite quickly. Yeah. My principle was you fell off the horse, you climb back on it and go for a ride. So I think I, I probably only took a few weeks, maybe a month to recover or and I'll, I'll go into it later and then I went back on a dating app same app where I met the, <laughs> the guy. guy who broke me I can say it like that and I met a really nice guy it never turned out to anything relationship or, or dating but we still remain good friends we did a trip together to Madagascar wow. two years ago he still lives in Sydney we talk on a regular basis and I think that was important for me to say, to find out there was still good men. Yeah, yeah. Even if I never was attracted to him or didn't develop feelings, it was just wasn't a match yeah. on the dating front. But he was a decent guy who's still a good friend. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't bad to start dating quite quickly after the breakup? Mm, not for me, but then I can imagine if I would have met a jerk who hurt me again, that would have been a different story. Yeah. That's it's important. interesting that you asked that because we also have a question from the listener. Okay. And that's very related. So is it a good thing to get involved with someone straight after a breakup? 
think it's double. I met so you it helped, right? Yeah, I so I yeah. met DJ quite quickly after after the breakup and I decided to go for it and you also did it then by getting mm. uh, again quickly on the apps. Is it a good thing? Well, I don't think you're ready to go for a long-term relationship mm-hmm. or to go for a really profound relationship because too many things to to recover from, so many things you have to figure out yourself. So give yourself the time to, to heal, recover right? and to yeah. heal and to understand yourself and to also dare to understand what you might have to do differently mm-hmm. to make a relationship succeed. So really take the time for that. That's important, but as such, I decided to go for it and was very honest about it to the guy. So to that extent, I thought like it, it helped me. It helped me, and it I didn't hurt him because uh, that was important then uh, yeah. to be to be honest about it. Like hey, actually, in the end, I'm dating, but I'm not ready to really go for committed relationship. So yeah, as long as you find someone who's then okay with that, I would yeah. say yes. Yeah. For me, it, it helped me. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Rebound helps. <laughs> yeah. I also want to make a pact because at the beginning of the episode you said I was stupid. Yeah. I figure we should never call ourselves stupid again. Yeah, that's true. You, me, but everyone else there listening, we're yeah. not stupid. No, absolutely. Right? Yeah. We might do stupid things from time to time, <laughs> but that's something else. <laughs> but then there's stories that we can tell later. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So maybe one last question, Joe. Okay. You m- clearly met a pathological liar. Are there any red flags or signs that you could have known about? Um, because they are so good at lying, <laughs> it's really, really difficult uh, to uh, to know. The only thing, of course, that I could have noticed is that there were a lot of red flags. Like what? The fact that he uh, yeah, is a DJ and that he said that he had already had a lot of girlfriends. The fact that I didn't meet any of his friends. Mm-hmm. The fact that he didn't share that much about his own life and his own past. The fact that he um, had a very difficult upbringing. When he was young, he went through difficult experiences. So he was clearly, as I said, a tormented soul. Mm. And that's not a sign that he's a pathological liar, but that's a sign that he's not completely mentally healthy. Yeah. Or he hadn't done anything to help himself. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, cheers. We're actually drinking an Aussie Shiraz, which tastes amazing. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers. Can you hear it? (laughs) I think this might be the end of this episode. Absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing your story was my pleasure so thanks very much for listening to my story and yeah i think we're doing a great job here b and a fun job also it's nice to share and it's nice to do this together and we're getting some reactions from singles but also from married people who say it's actually funny to listen to your episode so it's yeah good to know that we bring some joy and some insights to people absolutely yeah spread the words people out there Share our stories and share our Instagram page. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> Dag. If you like this episode, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dating Stories. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. We'll see you in two weeks.